gamers and Stadia players, welcome to episode 26 of the Sounds of Stadia podcast. The weekly show brought to you every Monday via podcast platforms and YouTube by myself, Chris, my beautiful co-host whose faces you can actually see this episode if you are watching over on YouTube, uh, all the way from the magic of the cloud, the uh, TNR to my crash team racing, Tom and Richie. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, how are we doing? Hello there. You can see our faces, we think. Should yeah, be we able think. to. We should yeah. be able to. We spent quite a bit of time back behind the scenes trying to set this up, so we should. I'm going to apologise for my face. This is just how it is. <laughs> yeah. So this we we've theorised this for a while. We wanted to give it a test. So whether it stays like this or not, we're not too sure. But let us know what you think. Uh, not off of our faces. Don't be too nasty. <laughs> just the format in general. We've tried to mix it up, and we've tried to. You've been asking for a while that uh, we just show a bit more engagement. I think we all all three of us agree that actually seeing our faces helps with that engagement socializing and that kind of thing uh so yes so this show is brought to you every week on postcast postcast see see what happens when you go live postcast apparently no podcast platforms and youtube where you'll see us all live so if you are listening on audio platforms jump over to youtube check us out on our channel youtube.com forward slash sounds of stadia uh whereas this show we bring you the latest gaming stories and stadia news from around the world of video games and gentlemen it's been another busy week uh, we've had busy weeks pretty much every week since the launch of Stadia now. It's been I don't nice, think actually. we've actually... It's been nice. It's been yeah, nice. It's but been good. What I've quite enjoyed the most is we're getting video game stories now. It's not just tech stories or rumors and hearsay and all that. It's actual video coming game stories. <laughs> what was that, Richie? Something, anything coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming we've soon. We've got a lot so coming soon, the, to be fair, so, We've know. got a hell of a lot. Um, yeah. But speaking of uh, things that are coming soon, Tom, we might as well delve into it as it has been a busy week. Yeah, so has. coming soon from your camera, the that that's me on on. on... I was going to say actually this before side. we do that, yeah. do you want to clarify? We do have our names, so so I I am I am Tom. You you know who I am. You... <laughs> yeah, we got Chris on my right. No, and we got Richie on my down. On, on my down, that's how I'm going to describe it. And <laughs> on uh, my yeah, down. even though this is uh, this is a, a, a also traditionally an audio podcast, um, as Chris said, check us out on YouTube because yeah. there's going to be a lot of this gimmick going on throughout the episode. I can imagine. Yeah, but, we, we have to have fun with the new tools. Yeah, of course we do. So um, we'll get straight into it. We'll get into the super sexy special Stadia story segment, aka the news. The news. No, still can't do no. it. Not yeah, even with we'll, visual cues we'll of seeing it. each other. If anything, we could pre-record this now. Yeah, just you try. line the video sequence up and nobody will ever know. Scripted podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who, knows? We'll Who just, knows? We'll just fix it in post. It's fine. Yeah. We'll fix yeah, it in edit, post. Edit the video. Hours <laughs> in post-production. Get CGI. Get Weta Workshop in here. and just Absolutely. <laughs> just make it yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, speaking of digital, before we do get into the news, obviously... We're all in pretty much self-isolation, I think, at the moment, working from home, some of us. Mm-hmm. People around the globe, the, the listeners, I'm sure you're all going through um, individual scenarios, I presume. But uh, yeah, so obviously, big pandemic going on at the moment. Uh, thoughts, obviously, with everybody affected. Just remember to wash your hands um, before you touch those game controllers and, and you do get in. But again, gamers were the kings of self-isolation anyway, so we might as well delve deep into the news. And speaking of everything that's actually going on, uh, hell has finally arrived. Hey. So <laughs> in some ways, more than others, uh, Doom Eternal is now out. It's on Stadia, day and date, uh, April 3rd released. And, um, oh, not April 3rd released. Sorry, that's, that's jumping ahead of myself. Uh, picked Still. up at 49.99. It's finally out there. Tom, you are our res- residential um, Doomslayer. Yep. Tell Doom us guy. about it. Uh, a residential Doomslayer, a.k.a. Doom guy. Um, Doom Eternal. Bloody hell, it's good. <laughs> it no is pun good. intended. It is good. Yeah, it is, it is, it is very, very good. Um, I've had a chance to sit down. I haven't played a lot at the moment. I've played the first two story missions. But the, the, the premise of the game is it's very much a traditional Doom-style game. There's a lot of running and gunning. It's very fast-paced. Very, very fast-paced. And it's also extremely metal. Like, I, I've never played such a... Um, like the music? Actually, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's really just like... It, it immerses you so much in the sort of like... The, the hellscape, the, the, the gore, the rock music in the background. It's just... It's so good. It is, it is brilliant. Like... I know Richie's going to get so pissed off with yeah, him. I can see his face. Yeah, um, 
the reason being is I'm having to be very adult about this at the moment, and I can't afford till payday. So I'm going to have to wait a week. Well, it'll be well worth your wait, definitely. But yeah. there's a lot of systems in, in the game that I've not had the opportunity to fully delve into yet. You've got a, there's a rune system, um, there's weapon modifications, there's weapon skill points as well. Um, full exploration of map secrets, um, secrets that unlock a lot of fun things like cheat codes and also additional soundtracks as well. You sort of center around a spaceship type. It's like, it's, I can't really describe what it is because I still haven't played 2016, so I'm not fully sure where, um, where the game is, is based. Um, uh, 2016 was set yeah. entirely on Mars. Okay. Um, where I think that's where the original Doom was set. So basically that's where I think the first hell portal opened up. Oh, okay. But I this, think this one's on Earth, isn't it? It is, yeah. So it starts off on Earth, but you very quickly sort of access a... I want to, I want to call it a spaceship, but I think they refer to it as the Citadel or, or something. But you essentially have this sort of like base of operations that you slowly unlock by collecting crystals, um, power sources, and you also ac access portals to new levels through this sort of citadel i think it might be called the sentinel actually that's the name that's ringing a bell but everything you unlock in the game can be accessed from that point so that's where you access your soundtracks your cheat modes and things like that but it's 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 a classic it's really taken that essence of classic doom like the old the old school doom and really brought it into into its um just into the 21st century really with like yeah, the graphical fidelity of it it's beautiful basically what um doom 2016 did it mm. was basically Imagine how Doom played back in the day. Well, this is the modern version of it. Well, I think other yeah. versions of it between it's often they went for a bit of a slower pace game, but Doom needs to be frantic. I say prior to the 2016 version, there was there was another remake of Doom, wasn't yeah. there? That was more of a horror based game, was it? Yeah, they took it. In, I think so. I haven't played it, but from what I've seen, they did take it in that sort of direction. Mm. But then it kind of lost the feel of Doom. No, this has definitely Doom brought that back. Constantly moving. Yeah, that was tw Doom 2016 did that. So. Fantastic. And there is also a multiplayer mode in the game as well where you can play with people online, but it's set up as what's called a battle mode. So you essentially have, I think it's three players, so it might be ideal for us, gents. But <laughs> you have one person playing as the Doom guy and two people playing as, as some of the archdemons within the game. And it's it's very sort of like asymmetric gameplay in that you're trying to kill the Doom guy while the Doom guy is trying to complete a level, for example. I think that could be a lot of fun. All right, yeah, hunt, hunt them down. Definitely, um, definitely. Does it take any inspiration from the Doom movie featuring Dwayne the Rock Johnson? <laughs> that we've all yeah. forgot about, no doubt. Yeah, I had actually completely forgotten about that until you mentioned it. <laughs> oh, um, I'll remind you of that piece. Just the uh, just the giant stockiness of Doom Guy is enough to uh, to make me think back of old uh, old old Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock. <laughs> have you actually seen the movie? Because I haven't. I, I just know it was received terribly you know, well. <laughs> I have se I have seen it, and you know what? Oh. As bad of a movie it was, it was fun. Didn't they Didn't have at one point go for in first person shooter mode? They did, and they also I'm pretty sure they had a oh. no clipping mode as well, where they like yeah. a part of it where and it, something was running towards them with with a wall that wasn't there and they flipped the switch and the wall suddenly reappeared with the enemy like stuck in mm. in it so i remember the trailer was quite uh, dynamic like that so actually a question from the for you tom and linking in from the the movie which no doubt you can buy on 4k digital blu-ray around there how is the frame rate and resolution of doom eternal running on stadia because it was a bone of contention for a few people in the media and the uh, the wider community okay well, the case in point for me was um, Holly was down staying with me for the weekend. Um, so she had the opportunity to actually watch me playing the game as well. And she she commented on it and she said, it, this actually looks really, really gorgeous for a, for a game. Mm. Um, frame rate is excellent. I haven't had a single drop in frames whatsoever with it. And the, the graphical quality of it has been top notch. I wouldn't be able to tell you about whether uh, whether i'd notice a difference with 4k because at the moment i'm still playing in balanced so i'm still only playing with 1080p essentially haven't really yeah. pushed it to its limit limits really but yeah. for me just in 1080p alone it looks it looks gorgeous i don't see the need for being able to up it any more than that yeah i think that's the case for a lot of people and i know i have many 
my parents about them owning a 4K TV and constantly watching standard TV on the, the standard definition channels. And there's nothing worse. And every time I'm around, I, I, yeah, I always move it to the HD equivalent. Um, and that's just a bugbear that I have in my everyday life. <laughs> but in terms of gamers playing this, I think you're totally right there. I don't think 60 frames per second 4K resolution is, is the necessity that a lot of news media outlets make out to be like the, the test bed, the kind of foundation starting point where these games should begin. Because I've said many times on the show before, but the I've not looked at one game this generation and thought it's either ugly or it's running uh, at a slow rate that interrupts the actual flow of gameplay. And I'm pretty sure in the creation of Doom, the developers have considered that massively. And yes, it can be pushed to its limit, but at its bare bones, the game's going to run fine regardless. So like I said, 1080p is yeah. probably more than adequate. And can you notice the difference? Like, like yeah, I know the definition between my parents up well, from standard yeah, to I think, HD. I think that's going to be the thing with the next generation, isn't it, Richie? It's, it's sort of like, yeah. we know it's the difference between SD and HD. Do yeah. the next generation of gamers, do they recognize the difference between I'm, 4K and... I'm not... I think some of them do, but I don't think we're quite there yet because for me, 1080p is still kind of the gold standard for video. Like, most people's TVs will still only be 1080p. Unless you... I can get... I get it if you have a 4K screen that you want it playing in 4K. But for Doom, going back to Doom, um, it's if it's anything like 2016, it's very much the frame rate matters more than the resolution for this game. Because yeah. it's such a swift moving game, you don't want them dropping frames. I'd rather eat, I'd rather play a ten even if I had a four K screen, I'd rather play in ten eighty P and get a smooth sixty frames than go up to four K and play at thirty frames because it is that fast moving, lots of projectiles on screen. You you mm. need to be able to see everything, clearly. Yeah. You you're definitely right there. Um again, the area I'm currently stuck in at the moment is is definitely that that's that you pretty much just hit it on the head right there it's it's very fast paced and there's so many things going on right there that the frame rate it has to match it it has to match it or you just lose the experience altogether but it does it perfectly like i i cannot fault this at the moment and i'm pretty sure at the moment the the the, um, the reviews that are coming in they're all nines out of tens nines out of tens 94 percent, and so on but you, you're definitely getting good reviews across the board for yeah. it the one thing for me is because I I played um, Doom on my base PS4, and I'm looking forward to being able to play this game without my fan screaming. Best thing about it, screaming from yeah. hell. <laughs> I've never played a game that's overheat. That's the only game that you overheat my PlayStation. Oh, the, the the fires of hell, literally burning yeah. through the console <laughs> yeah. itself. Yeah, I, when I was playing through Doom 2016, I literally I could play for a couple. If I was playing for like more than three hours, I had to stop. How to summon a demon with Richie. <laughs> yeah. Just to fix it. Yeah, well, the uh, Doom Eternal PC scoring on Metacritic is currently sat at 90. Okay. So it's been received currently very, very well. Mm. And um, it just shows you that uh, people have been clambering for this game. And I think it's had, it's had quite a good marketing. Even though it was delayed, I feel like the marketing push has been quite good for it. I've seen many billboards, many posters, and many digital market um, promotions pop up recently in the last kind of couple of weeks. And I think it's... The delay on behalf of the game has actually benefited it quite well because it's dropped at a time where there's no new releases. There is no really big tells. I know this week we've had other games drop out on Stadia specifically, but in terms of the wider system, I can't really think of anything from, exclusive from Xbox, PlayStation, mm-hmm. other than maybe Final Fantasy, to really pull away from that, that first-person shooter market. I know we had Call of Duty Warzone drop the other week, um, but obviously Battle Royale is very... It, it's a, you either like it or you don't. I think you're either interested or you're not, but I think Doom is actually probably the biggest AAA game we've got for a while. That's probably the first one we're going to have for a while as well still. Warzone as well, that's, with it being a, a Battle Royale, Battle Royale game, it, that's going to keep, if you're going, it's not a money that, I don't think they're directly hmm. comp- competing there. Oh, if you, no. I, you'll play through Doom, then you'll probably shelve it. It's a single-player title with multiplayer yeah. capability. Yeah. Hmm. But it's have a good single-player title. Yet? No, I, the I haven't had the opportunity to yet. Um, essentially, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for some people to, uh, to, to extend an invitation. So you guys out there in the community, hit me up at Daxis on Stadia. Let's get some going. Let's get some. So what, <laughs> what do you actually kill in the game? Is it, is it it's, it's zombies, hel- monsters, it's, Martians, it's, aliens, It's demons? all of the traditional Doom, de- like Doom enemies. So you've got, you've got imps, you've got zombies, you've got 
um sort of like the the weird marines you've got cacodemons you've got um you've got the hell knights literally everything that you've come across in previous doom games like classic doom games what's that big red floating meatball looking head thing that i've That's seen a few memes of... demon <laughs> is that what that is is it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. classic yeah. Doom. i like me a giant floating meatball um one of the so... really good things i should add as well is the um the finishers that they've added to the game as well so they've got very um very brutal finishes so when you stagger an enemy essentially you can run in mash uh mash your right stick in the r3 and just watch like there's so many different animations i've seen for different staggers depending on the angle you approach an enemy at you can stagger them and just slice a head off grab their arm and start beating them bloody with their own arm ripping eyeballs out it's very gory but it's beautiful Beautiful. yeah they had them in in 2016 the glory kills um... yes I think from what I've heard, they've added a lot more in here where there's it's fairly limited in Doom twenty sixteen, but it definitely yeah. feels like it though. I've had so much fun with it and there've been beautiful moments that I've just wanted to capture as well. And once again with the Joy Stadia, just hit the button and I've got it there. Um usually I've been doing that for mostly finding secrets and the ways into secrets though, just to remind myself of future playthroughs. Excellent. So two things from that then. Uh, Glory Kills reminded me uh, to shout out to Glory of Stadia. Wingy over there, it is his birthday today, well, oh, at the point of recording on Sunday. Happy, so birthday. happy birthday to Wingy and Glory of Stadia. If you've not checked out their podcast yet, jump over there um, with him and a few of his current colleagues, I suppose you'd call them. Community, fellow community members, listen to their podcasts, really doing a great job. Uh, and he's actually set to be appearing on our very show next week. So we'll be excited to get him on as well uh, and talk about all things Stadia and his podcast too. That was the glory kills that led me to glory of Stadia. (laughs) My second question was, uh, you mentioned all the bad guys come from hell, Tom. Um, And I'm a fan of the Wolfenstein games. I got the platinum in the first one of that. And that had the throwbacks to the original Wolfenstein game within it. Um, Is Hitler in Doom Eternal? No, <laughs> right, because he is in Wolfenstein. Yeah, so I just thought, I just want to check that there's no overlap of Bethesda games there. You've just hit something on there, um, because Doom 2016 did have classic levels which you could find as secrets and in, built into the maps. Well, I've not mm. seen so... it yet, so I'll keep you posted. So, so keep your eyes weird. out you for the maps. You find the secret wall, you know, classic Doom style, go through like a hidden wall. Yeah, and then you'd still be your character, but in like the old like sprite like graphics. Oh, I, I hope they like... have. I hope they have. Haven't come across so it yet. Throw that nostalgia in. Yeah. So if it's not Hitler, it might be secret mini maps from the game at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bare minimum. Surely Bethesda, you've, you've you've thought of your fans in that regard. Um, but actually, speaking of going back to older games, actually, it nicely follows into if you uh, actually pick this game up. I don't know if the dates pass or not. If you get Doom Eternal it's on. Third of April is that the date? Is it? So yes. if you pick it up before the third of April, uh, you will get Doom sixty four for free uh, later in the spring when it arrives. So coming soon, Stadia trademark caveat on that, Absolutely. and two other platforms. Having a Nintendo sixty four game on any other platform, yeah, it's it's a bizarre mm. one. But Doom sixty four is often overlooked as well as a Doom title too. But yeah, it's it's coming to Stadia, so definitely pick up um, Doom Eternal if you want to get that for free as well. Yeah, I think we've spoke to uh, one of our fr- actually Luke, who's been on the show, Richie. I think we sp- you spoke yes. to him in the chat specifically because he's on on about getting. Uh, I think he mentioned yeah. Doom sixty four brought it to his attention come out on Switch, and he was tempted to get it. And I just went, well, actually, you've got Google Stadia, thanks to us. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, Luke, you're welcome. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so forty nine ninety nine, you get both. Win win. These package digital deals that are going off. So yeah, fantastic, uh, Richie. You'll. Know- be buying it compared here um and then maybe we can get this um three-way journey through hell set off and running yeah we'll see you in battle mode boys <laughs> see you in the battle mode um actually before we jump into one of the next stories i think off the back of that we've actually we played a little bit uh this week of another new game that came to stadia uh, not new new but new still to stadia uh the division two came out um, this past week, uh, we all bought it because uh, the price eventually <laughs> fell into eventually fell into uh, our our buying motives. And uh, yes, so just to be clear, anyone who didn't check out uh, Division Two on the store, it initially launched at one price and very very quickly changed to a different price uh, within a matter of hours. In fact, um, I can't even remember what the original price was. Was it thirty quid? 
it was uh, wasn't it i feel like 29.99 for the base game yeah i think that was the discussion we had because i i'm sure i said something at the point about if they'd knocked it down sub 20 i would have been happy to buy it but i think mm, at 30 did. pounds i wasn't willing to uh, willing to pay for that but interestingly we had a we've had a discussion with some other community members as well and we think it might have been uh, another classic google um stadia time cock up basically getting the mm, 9 a.m's yeah. uh wrong for different time zones basically because the game came out yeah. 9 a.m gmt that's when they added it to the store but servers were in maintenance so people could yep. people could buy it but they couldn't play it and servers continued to be in maintenance for for a number of hours come 9 a.m pacific time we got a sale so yes. a few hours elapsed and so if a few people yeah. got caught out a few they people did get out. caught out and uh, uh so they were very just, vocal about just... it on the official discord channel as well <laughs> understandably uh, but i think google again did react i think on twitter i saw by all means, just go for a refund. We'll refund you the, the money back and buy the game again at the cheaper price. Uh, I've just checked my receipt, and yes, it was £24.99. Um, and like you, Tom, I thought, it, it, no, not for a game that I've already finished before on other consoles. Um, but then it dropped with a £16.74 discount to £8.25. And I think pretty much within the moment we all found out it dropped to that <laughs> price point, less than a tenner, we all we all jumped up and we've uh, we've uh, joined the fellow agents out in Washington D.C. Uh, in the Division Two, and I just wanted to, I was just curious from your two guys' opinions what you thought of the division. So we played about what two and a half three hours together, maybe so, uh, just yeah. below that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted your first impressions of a game that neither of you played before, but I've I've thoroughly enjoyed through from start to finish. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. There's a lot of systems, so I think I'm probably gonna have to take an hour or two playing on my own to try and get my head around all the different systems and stuff. So then, when we're I'm playing with you two, I can do things a bit quicker, especially things like inventory management and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm looking into getting, looking forward to getting into some more. Yeah, I think you can have two characters as well, can't you? You can have two agents. So we've got our agent that we created together, essentially, when we ran through the first mm-hmm. few hours. Yeah. And there is a separate slot that you could create another one, I suppose, if you uh, want to mess around too. That might be the way to do it then, because yeah. I create another one for like story stuff so I can focus a bit more on the story and one for just playing. I think yeah. it's one of those games that you've really got to immerse yourself into and get familiar with the UI. Um, as you say, Richie, like become more familiar with the systems because you sort of get bombarded with them very quickly. Like yeah. you have you have your cosmetic set, the things that you can actually see on your character. Um, you have your actual inventory, like your armor, your holster, um, that sort of thing as well. Your mask, um, and then you've got other systems like the the mods for the weapons, like the different mm-hmm. components you can have. And I suppose for yeah. three hours it was a little bit overwhelming, but. Pretty yeah. good game, though. Had a lot of fun in, with it. In playing what we did together, uh, from someone who has played it before, I will show you now. Pain on that and played a lot in the Dark Zone, which is their PvP mode. And uh, with, with a few friends on the PlayStation platform, uh, having finished that game, still have no clue about the mods and the uh, some of the weapon attachments. This and that. I, I know how to mod weapons, but like you said, Tom, there's a much deeper system if you want to go into it. Yeah. Um, I think joining with the three of us, it was great because I was able to help you two out in terms of what certain things meant, what buttons to press, and how everything tied up. But also, I do think that'll have had a detrimental effect to your own brain kind of soaking up the information you need to. And I think, yeah, it's probably a good shout to actually start a separate character, go through the initial opening once again, and maybe do a few of the first missions and side quests just to familiarize yourself, but maybe in your own little bubble yeah. without yeah. two other people talking over you and asking questions and... When I when shit goes down, we encounter a group of enemies and everything. Everything ch- you're in the middle of and trying to explain something, and yeah, everyone's on lockdown. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, I think games like this quite often it can be if you're jumping in with friends and from straight or from nothing. Um, this is sometimes a bit too much going on. You're having mm. a laugh and joke. You're trying to figure out the mechanics, the UI, and then you've got the story. So when we were playing, I was just kind of skipping through cutscenes. Like I'll watch it later. Yeah, can we just take a moment? You two sat waiting for me. Can we just take a moment as well and just put a a plea out there online, officially right now, to say, FPS developers, can you please start communicating about your button mapping as well for different commands? Because I'm telling you right now, Richie, you get into Doom as well. When you get into Doom Eternal, 
those button combinations, like the button maps, are just going to absolutely fuck with you. Because the first thing I went to do to change weapon was hit Y or triangle. Triangle. Yeah. The correct button. Um, hit Y to change to cycle through your weapons, right? Doom Eternal. Yeah. Nah, it's R1. <laughs> uh, that's grenade right no why is why is grenade in doom eternal no, it's not, over immediately. <laughs> actually no why yeah. why is your flamethrower which is another add-on altogether you you've got to try it you've got to try it out mm. yeah you've got so many different weapons oh, but yeah they must have a reason for setting up like that they must have like thought <laughs> this is actually the, sm- the easier way to play it when this is good. our standard damn it <laughs> yeah because mm. the they do, developers do optimize the control layouts they do think about this stuff. They yeah, do. I tell you what, they're going to have to optimize it for uh, Doom. 6. Yeah. The, the Nintendo 64's controller was something out of this well. <laughs> so button mapping on that was all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've actually in playing like things like Ocarina of Time through an emulator and stuff. Used like an Xbox One pad, and that was quite a challenge to map it prop map it well to, mm. so it would feel comfortable. Yeah, I can totally <laughs> imagine. Uh, but we'll certainly be playing a bit more of the two as we go forward um we did join did we start our own clan or did we join a clan we joined really uh, one of the one of the stadia community clans as well mm, it was at um ashes yeah ashes to ashes um sent us an invite over there i'm not 100 percent sure who set it up originally but uh but shout out to ashes as well for for, for getting us hooked up, hooked up with that yeah and i think uh i've seen chase as well from stadia talk as yeah jump in and play a few hours here and there and i think the good thing with the division community we have out there there's probably already gone i've already seen it in the friends list quite a couple of people who've been online playing the division 2 all at different levels all different things of ours and i think you mentioned it tom as, as soon as we all signed in together is it, it pops up with a message saying it does upskill the abilities so no one's yeah. maybe no one's left out in the cold being level 5 when everyone else is level 20 it does yeah. match the power of your weapons and the the strength of your enemies to that as well. I think is... that's really nice as well because yeah. if you wanna, if you've got a friend who plays on PC as well, yeah. um, obviously one of the huge benefits of this game is it's our first experience of actually having cross play as well. So we mm. actually have cross play with Stadia along to PC. So that's really yeah. nice. I am actually really worried about us three going into the dark zone, which, as I mentioned, was the PvP because I feel like the people of the mouse and keyboard have a significant advantage yeah. over uh, yeah. <laughs> over yeah, us yeah, three. Yeah. Rock- oh, God, yeah. Stadia con- <laughs> you know what you do? Um, Put down your controller, mouse and keyboard. I'm no good with mouse. But you know and what keyboard. we have, Chris? Do you know what we have in return? We got Moxie. Screen- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good old fashioned Moxie. Determination. <laughs> <laughs> We've got screen share. <laughs> We've got shit shit banter that's what we've yeah. got we got screen uh, but share. no yeah you're right there screen share screen share so that's a feature uh exclusive to stadia which we jumped into and to our surprise it worked automatically just off the bat we yeah. signed in we all created our characters and i think pretty much as soon as we all joined up and signed into the same lobby together bang there it was i could see your screen tom i could see your scene richie in the bottom right uh it was just there yeah and the ui Seems. as well very customizable you could move where the screens popped up, however you liked it. It's really Change quite the size a nice feature. Yeah. Mm. Similar to this layout here that we've got. So you could mm. have Richie Below's Tom to my right, your right, depending on how you're looking yeah, at this. Right. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, I thought it added a really good... I know we didn't really... <clears throat> ...story, but you can see the potential in screen share. Yeah. Uh, very, very... Uh, if we're breaking into a, I don't know, a, a shop that's under house arrest and everybody got hostages and stuff we could very much pick out our, our quadrants and how to tackle that and i think um that'd be really really beneficial going forward absolutely absolutely but it seems like we're getting a lot of love from from ubisoft we keep saying it week after week but we, we are getting a lot of love from ubisoft in terms of how they're supporting stadia in general and traditionally they've always been really supportive of new platforms as well they've always thrown thrown their hat into the ring as soon as as soon as it's come up and said yep absolutely on board and at the end of the day you know business is business so if they can make um sales on a platform then they certainly will um but yeah i i just think that it's it's a great title to have now it's been a lot of fun to start playing and i think it'd be it's really nice that the way the stadia community has come together in creating their little clans um which we're all part of now and we're sort of like building this inclusive community at the moment where everybody sort of starting to get to know everyone we're starting to play games together with each other making new friends and that's what this is all mm. about really yeah and i think the great thing now we we've got these 
constantly always live games playing that's going to be a great opportunity to uh, just just widen getting to know people who are also playing the same game mm, absolutely absolutely i think as well under the current um, pandemic as well people are going to be self-isolating so playing games together is a good way for these to get these social interactions which you just won't can't if you're stuck in your house no especially if you live on your own you, you could probably go days without seeing anyone yeah, in case yeah. you've seen a work email come through yeah and the the irony of the division's storyline is not lost to me as well with uh the the dollar flu in division one and uh it spread to other areas of the united states and there we are sat in isolation playing a game about a virus that has unfortunately for better or for worse uh decimated the population and we are the division agents there to pick up the remaining pieces of society uh hopefully it's not going to get that bad in the real world um but yeah don't really know how to segue away from that one <laughs> it's uh it's it's scarily accurate isn't it at the moment mm. like scarily I'm, su- I'm surprised they actually didn't look at holding it back because I, I can imagine like, any movie that's about about mm-hmm. viruses or pandemics or any horrors with infections and stuff you can almost see the developers of the career. i have actually contemplated the last of us coming out how that because that story is heavily based on the human race being affected by a, a, a fungus, a fungus yeah. Yeah. It, it decimating the yeah. world from some kind of infection kind of uh <laughs> just fungus don't eat the mushrooms not the same thing hmm. i know but it's still mass death of humanity <laughs> But like I said before, we have had a lot of support from Ubisoft, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly with this month, uh, we've had a bunch of pr- new pro deals, haven't we, Chris? Yeah, so uh, we've jumped into check that. I think I don't know if they came before or after the uh, initial division launch, but it, I think it was timed alongside it almost. New pro deal, anyway. Yeah. Um, again, massive Ubisoft sale. I know Ubisoft do sales up and down across all platforms. And it's nice to see there's that consistency to Stadia. I know we've seen a few promotions that have kind of glossed over Stadia for other games. And I've seen people in the community go, why is this on sale here, here, and here? Um, I think a good example this week was Tomb Raider, the definitive edition, um, which if you are uh, into that type of thing, we happen to have a Let's Play currently up on our YouTube channel. Episode 8 went live this past Saturday. Uh, we have wrapped up shooting on that. We enjoyed the game thoroughly, and you need to stay tuned to check out the end of it. But that was free on Steam this week. Square Enix released Tomb Raider Definitive Edition and uh, Lara Croft The Temple of Osiris for free over on Steam, and I saw loads of people kicking off asking why it wasn't free on Stadia and other platforms, and I don't know, you've just got to kind of take pause and realize that these business deals are brokered with many studios, many developers, publishers and such. And guess Plus, what? It may have, yeah, I think people just read too much into it. Didn't we already get it for free at one point? Yeah, it, it's also we did. the same reason why sometimes you get games on sale on PlayStation and not on Xbox. This yeah, time. but again, it's easier to say it with Stadia. But in terms of the actual pro deals, we got a yeah, we so we got uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Tom, you and me are big, massive fans of that as well. Uh, dropped it. I was actually tempted by seeing really? the price down to that. Yeah, Ooh. dropped it down to eighteen pound fifteen, and I told myself I do not have even with, even under isolation, I do not have one hundred twenty plus hours to put back into another title I've already got yeah, a platinum for. Unless you were trophy hunting on Stadia, which let's be fair, the achievement system's not great yet um it'd be pointless for you to buy it i think i mean i enjoyed the game but in terms of but you have it exactly uh... behind you. <laughs> I mean, actually yeah the, the little <laughs> guy here jumping towards yeah. my head is constantly trying to kill me every episode yeah. from the yeah. collector's edition of assassin's creed odyssey which we've mentioned in previous episodes will yeah. stadia get some kind of collector set up at some point otherwise if i'm buying assassin's creed ragnarok or whatever it's called, I'm not getting this guy on Stadia, surely. So does that sway my vote? Does that send my money elsewhere? They'll send you a JPEG of it. Send me a small <laughs> JPEG of it, yeah. A badly compressed JPEG where it's just a few yeah. pixels short of yeah. a complete Someone's image. Someone's done it on paint and actually just stretched it as well in different yeah. ways. It's not even in ratio. But uh, it, is, it is a contesting point, you've got to say, because like, gamers do love their collectibles. They love the yeah. Pop Funko vinyls, the, the art books, and the... I mean, it, just look at some of the collectors coming out like uh, for PlayStation with the Final Fantasy sets and uh, 
Ghost of Tsushima and stuff with the full on like oh. Japanese uh, samurai mask and everything. And I think that it's something they've definitely got considered further down the line. I know me and you, Richie, thought so. Tom, you didn't think it was so much in the pipeline? No, I'm, but... I'll be interested to see if they do come up with a plan with it. Again, I'm, I'm being optimistic, but I'm also trying to be realistic as well. Yeah. So I, I don't see how it fits into the more. business model. Yeah. I'd... I don't see why they couldn't. I don't think it would affect anything, to be honest, because you just, if it depends um, how where these are shipped from, if they're shipped from, say, Ubisoft or mm. like a normal retail store, I don't think it's a problem for mm. Google then to just basically supply, put a code on a piece of paper in a box Made or in send China. an email. Well, yeah. we'll wait and see, won't we, really? Yeah. it's but... it, They'll have to address it at some point. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they will definitely, um, especially when people, if the if the community or do pick up on why again, Ubisoft who have been big big supporters of Stadia so far don't have the same iterations elsewhere as they do on other platforms. There's no doubt going to be some kind of uh, rise in stories and stuff around. They're not, they're not supporting it on this level now as well as that, even though that they have massively. Um, but yeah, for me, it's when you get versions of the game that I at the moment what the base. For Tom um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is the gold edition is eighty four ninety nine and other platforms that would probably come with some physical paraphernalia. On oh, Stadia, it doesn't. Yeah. So it just seems that that is yeah. very expensive. Yeah, if your value is different. Else, but yeah, in in terms of value though, Tom at eighteen pound fifteen, it it almost got me. Just thinking I could jump in because I, I played through it with uh, Alexia. And obviously the great thing with Assassin's Creed is you could also play through it with Cassandra, Cassandra I'm right thinking, the yes. female, yeah. So you could play the whole game again as a different, and it might feel like a different game. Will I approach differently being you a female? Can, yeah, I don't know. It's got we'll RPG see. elements in there, so you could literally just take a different build. I do think um, well, exactly. Cassandra and Alexios as well are, are rated very highly in, in, in the list of overall assassins that are addressed as part of, of, part of the, the running series as well. I would rate probably maybe second behind Ezio, perhaps. Well, let's see what's number one. Well, God, absolutely. I'll you don't mean up there. I know he's only mm. one game, and it was pro- arguably see, mechanically I would, the weakest. But... I would rate it as um, I'd go Ezio. I'd probably go um, the Alexios Cassandra combination. They'd probably put um, Kenway in there. I'd probably put Edward yeah. in there. Um, just because I, I bloody, I bloody love. Yeah, I know, but I still, I still love Black Flag. I still love it. Yeah. yeah. You mean there's no space for Connor from Assassin's Creed Three? Sorry, who? I can't pronounce his um, no, I, Native I, American um, name. But... I'm, I'm, I wasn't too keen on 3, to be honest with you. I really wasn't keen on it. I'm currently replaying through the remaster one, and I am also not keen on it, both currently and previously when I've played it. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, that's a good, uh, it's a good thing for a sidebar chat, I think, one time. The best ranked yeah. assassins. Yeah. Um, Desmond, played by one <laughs> Nolan North. Does he count? Well... Who knows? We'll, we'll throw out a spin-off show at some point, I'm thinking, for our Patreons. Maybe we can have these sorts yeah. of discussions in that. Yeah, ranking <laughs> yeah, the assassins of the Assassin's Creed connected universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's just one game. Speaking of Just Dance, Richie, who's your Just Dance favourite assassin? Of all time. <laughs> your favourite dancer uh, of all time. I'm looking at the image now. I'm liking the guy with like the teal t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I've, I've, I think I'm more of a um, yellow woman kind of person if i'm even thinking of the right image <laughs> i thought you're just going to shout out your favorite dancers of all time uh, dancers me michael flatley he one uh, dancer is he they're not dance he's, he's you've seen dance. me dance chris that's not a good sense wow. well it depends how drunk i am we're sidebarring <laughs> far too much gents. Well, pro no, deals. let's talk pro deals come on these, yeah so pro yeah. deals uh just dance 2020 uh was priced down to 27 pound 99 or your respectable respectable local currency um they keep pushing just dance on twitter also um i've seen stadia pushing it a few times it's still one that i'm never going to buy because i don't see how it, i know how it translates to stadia and how the game works but I've, I've not ever had an inclination to buy Just Dance. Nope. Um, no, even back in the Wii Fit days with the uh, balance board and stuff. It's one of those games, either it is for you or it's not. Is that, well, if they sell a lot. It still comes out on the uh, Wii, does it not? Oh, yeah, it sells. They big, still bring an addition out on the Wii console. If you're into is... dancing games, then yeah, it's probably for you. But if you're not, then it's not really anything to bring it in. Yeah, exactly. And I think Tom... Um... Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint we've also got, um, which is currently 
restructure. The Ultimate Edition, like I said, Richard, 35 and the base model for £19.80. Uh, and then finally, Trials Rising has returned to the same sale that I acquired it for uh, two months ago, maybe now, I think, at a lowly £8. And all these are on sale until the end. From a couple of weeks ago with Trials Rising, um, because I have at the moment in my Google Rewards account £7 and 8 pence. If I could pay the rest <laughs> of my credit card, you'd get your sale, Google. But since I can't, you don't. Yeah, this it's, is a fine uh, line between much, yeah. using your and uh, not using it. They've still not um, fixed my issue. <laughs> I'm still, I'm not, still sitting still, on thirty-five pounds, waiting to be used. It's in the pipeline. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there, there's some pro deal sales that came out this past week as well. If you are tempted by any of those, by all means, jump in. The sale is until April the first, so we've got about another week and or so to pick up those deals. Uh, a few of the games we'd highly, highly recommend on the list at the cheapest price and i think that links back into you what you said on previous episodes tom that when do these when do these games just infinitely become priced down as opposed to just constantly yeah. throwing them on there at the sale because yeah you could have picked up trials rising back when i did or you could have waited a month bought it at full price and then once again it's now back down at what point did you just drop it down to eight quid it's it's th- we've had this ongoing discussion before it's flip-flopping with these prices and eventually it's just it's just sort of conditioning us to wait for the sale mm-hmm. like you're not going to get the sales if you keep changing the prices yeah like, you need some kind change of it by all means you have a sale and then return it back but then yeah. the next time you do you've got to think ah shit we probably need to drop it permanently now yeah, I mean, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is going to go back up to 50 quid after Festive April. Yeah, great game, but I, I still yeah. don't think it, it's it's warranting 50 pounds at this point. Yeah, I think it it's over a year old at this point, so certainly not. Um, but wrapping up on all the pro deal games, uh, speaking of games, uh, variety, um, our platform competition for Google Stadia, I say our, uh, Stadia's platform competition uh, had their big reveals. These kind of this kind of last week, we know definitively the specifications of one. Uh, the guys in green, X, the X boss over there, Phil Spencer, that <laughs> uh, revealed the Xbox Series S uh, X S not S X definitive details. And also, we had a very very long um, TED talk with one Mark Sani from PlayStation over on some weird green screen setup and. We all watched it, I think. Did you end up catching it eventually, I, Richie? I watched the first five minutes and realized why you, did, why you told me not to bother. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Tom watched it at the same time. <laughs> as much as I appreciate what he's trying to do, and Tom, you, again, being a... Yep. <laughs> I think I got about 20 seconds in before I realized he was a bona fide genius. I simply just enjoy technology, yeah. but know nothing about we, it. We bow to you, O oh, technical overlord, because we <laughs> do not understand what the hell you are spewing right now. Yeah, and he he spoke a lot about, but that brought to light how now it, they both stack up against Google Stadia. Twenty nineteen, I think, is the caveat that I'd like to put on it because again, the specifications of Stadia now are almost to the day, a year out today, a year out of date, sorry. Um, Tom, do you want to give us a rundown of how the PlayStation 5 officially and the Xbox Series X now stack up against what we currently know of Google Stadia? Okay, yeah, I'll try to do this in quite a quick and succinct sort of way as well. Yeah, it's not a 52-minute TED Talk. No, 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 no. Yeah. Tom's techie breakdown. Yeah. 10 minutes Um, or less. (laughs) So yeah, first first thing I would like to clarify as well is um, we don't have the full rundown in terms of the performance of these with 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 specific titles this is obviously just a comparison of looking at the specs as they've been released as it's written on paper obviously different specs work um work differently depending on combined uh, on a combination of components as well and that there's a lot of factors that go into this um so these are just little caveats that you need to be aware of when we have these discussions too so starting at the top clear my throat get ready for it uh, CPUs, first of all. So we're looking at the central processing unit. This is the brain behind the machine itself. This is where everything happens at its core. Um, Google Stadia, we know from launch, is uh, it uses a 2.7 gigahertz hyper-threaded uh, CPU. What that means is, um, well, first thing I should add is it's an eight-core CPU. So that means there are eight of those 2.7 gigahertz hyper-threaded cores. Eight of them. Thank you, gents. We had a visual display of that there. Um, That means that what we can do is when we have a game that's running, the instructions for that game to tell different things to happen visually, uh, behind the scenes and so on, can be split eight ways. So they can be running eight things at the same time, or you can split one big job, 
eight different ways to make that job go quicker. Um, by comparison, the PS5 will be running an eight times Zen 2 core um, at 3.5 gigahertz. So quite a lot faster. Gigahertz actually represents the speed that it can process it at. So and a bit um, more relaxed as well. Yeah. If it means... By comparison, giga uh, represents a billion. <clears throat> so 3.5 represents 3.5 billion instructions per second times eight. So you've got eight times 3.5 billion instructions a second. Um, and the Xbox Series X runs eight cores at 3.8 gigahertz. So again, a little bit faster. A few more million instructions faster right there. So that actually puts Google uh, quite substantially lower in terms of processing power. And that has me a teeny bit worried for the next generation of games coming out. But we've discussed one of the benefits of, of, um, of Google, uh, of Stadia in general, is the fact that they're constantly upgrading their servers anyway. Yeah, so this, this was my, again, without your in-depth knowledge of this talk, uh, my initial takeaway is when I saw them announce it, let's immediately start comparing PlayStation with Xbox. Once again, as every console war iteration ticks over, um, my biggest takeaway was on paper, Stadia has now almost fell behind these two behemoths in the gaming industry. And obviously GDC is kind of, it is happening at the moment, digitally, it's all over there. I know Google have a presentation at the time of this podcast releasing, so hopefully we've got Google Games developers coming out uh, as of tomorrow, slash today, slash yesterday, depending on when. Um, my hope is that the plan for GDC, as Phil Harrison alluded to on his initial announcement, was that Stadia is iterative. They are able to upgrade their parts constantly, so I'm hoping for some big push before these two new consoles are out come uh, Christmas holiday season end of 2020 we're going to see some announcement from, from google that says they've upgraded their tech behind the scenes to either match exceed or have some kind of explanation as to how they're going to keep up with brand new games that are coming out yeah. and how they're going to match them and i think we've spoke about it off camera maybe the current setup can run games that maybe don't require the highest spec so like indie games and older titles and maybe upgrades gradually their software for many of the teraflops for the higher AAA games coming day and date with other consoles and gradually slowly upgrade their work behind the scenes but who knows who knows you'd like to hope yeah. they don't want to be left in the dust before the new yeah. generation's even out i hope you're right but they haven't even released stadia base yet so they're not even running the, the service at full capacity mm, that's true but saying that as well like are we looking at cpu and everyone traditionally looks at the big player there is cpu and gpu um we'll get onto gpu next but CPU is is the brain, it's the processing power behind the scenes. So it's the thing that does the heavy lifting, the hard work, really. And yeah, yeah, Google has fallen behind a little bit on that. But Google, knowing the way that they work, knowing what they do out there in the greater world, they if they up improve the CPU performance for their entire server structure, that can only be beneficial for everything that they do. So I, I ultimately see them going through that process right there. Now, the yeah. question I would like answered, um, assuming that it hasn't already been, I'll have to do my research on it or put that out there now publicly, is, is the chipset that's designed for Google Stadia, is it designed with Stadia in mind and gaming in mind, or are we just running on the same chipsets that they use for their servers traditionally? That's what I'd like to know. It's more of a rhetorical question, I suppose, but it'd be interesting to know, really. I, I, I want to feel like that was announced at GDC last year. I think... If memory serves, it might have been a custom chipset. Mm -hmm. I, I but... recall them mentioning something about it being a custom chipset as well. Yeah. But I have to go back and watch the reveal video again. Yeah, I mean, by all means, please comment and let us know as well. Um, yeah. I, I do want to be fact-checked on these things. I do want to be told if I'm getting this wrong as well. Only for my own, my own educational sakes as well. Um, just to be able to make sure that I'm putting the right information out there. But yeah. swiftly moving on, uh, we'll talk about the graphics power next because this one's a little bit more interesting. So the PlayStation 5 uh, will come to um, first once we've, once we've addressed Stadia, because I find it quite an interesting comparison here. Stadia at launch runs a custom AMD GPU uh, with 56 CU or comp compute units, and it is capable of 10.7 teraflops. Now, this is a term that a lot of you may have heard, but don't really completely understand. So, it's very okay. floppy. 
Yeah, a flop is essentially, it stands for floating, uh, like a floating point object. Um, so what we mean by that essentially is a floating point is is a large mathematical number, essentially. It's not a whole number. It's not like the number five or six. It could be like a, a decimal number. And it refers to the result of a calculation. Now within gaming, obviously, you've got to think of every single model, every single texture and so on is told mathematically from a computing perspective to move, to change its position and so on. Um, you've got to think of like the old polygon models and stuff like that. When you turned your character, the polygon would move and you'd suddenly have yeah. something pointing in a different direction. Teraflops just refers to, again, how many trillions of those calculations happen again or yeah. how, many, how many it is capable of doing. So, and ooh. from an optic standpoint, this is obviously what I think Mark Cerny at the PlayStation One tried to get ahead of because he's well aware the PlayStation is currently on paper putting out less teraflops than the Xbox is, um, still more than Stadia is. However, he made a point of spending about, I think, 10 minutes, I think I understood this within his presentation, explaining that it's how you utilize them, not necessarily how many you have. Yes. So that, that, I suppose, helps Stadia's argument out that even though they're behind on paper, it, that big number isn't the be-all, end-all. However, my worry is the optics and the way this is published out to the, the wider uh, general population is the bigger the number, the better, hands down. But again, I think it's really going to start boiling down to like visual fidelity and what we as humans are actually capable of seeing with the technology we're actually using to, to witness it and to actually experience ourselves. So um, it's interesting that the, the, the comparison, the number for PS5 has seemed to be a little bit uh, uncertain. I've seen reports of 10.8 teraflops. I've also seen reports of 10.28 teraflops. But the mm. Stadia um, spec is at 10.7. So depending on which number you take, Stadia is yeah. better. Mm. Only from a flopping perspective. Yeah, um, it's more floppy. Yeah. And remember, Stadia isn't a flop. No, it I absolutely just want to point is that not. out right now. Not, not now. We're getting some good games. Do it. There's a lot of teraflops, but the service is not a flop. So by comparison, uh, the PS5 is 10.28 is the number that I'm seeing most commonly. So I am going to go with that, uh, and that runs on 36 CUs at 2.23 gigahertz. So again, the number of computing units is important in this because that's telling you how many individual units can run these 10.7, 10.8, 10.28. Uh, teraflops on them and the 2.23 gigahertz tells us how fast it can do that as well so it's a combination of all of these calculations the speed and the number of units that can do it right there so we don't actually have a report on um on stadia's um speed for it in terms of gigahertz but we do know it runs on 56 compute units as well so the xbox series x is arguably going to be from a visual perspective, from a graphical perspective, far more powerful. It runs at 12 teraflops. It runs on 52 CUs, but it does run on a lower speed, 1.825 gigahertz. So what that means is Series X will look better, but PS5 will run smoother. So would you say the PS5 would have a high, likely to have a high frame rate? Yes. That, that's that's what you're going to witness. You're going to witness smoother graphics compared to the Xbox Series X. Whereas Stadia, I think we're going to get um, a, an interesting middle ground in that is what I would say. So we get we get good visual fidelity, but we get uh, we do get a decent frame rate. The only thing is, obviously, it's still very restrictive um, based on your internet connection. So that's going to have an impact on how you how you witness it really. That might be the thing with Stadia. That might be why they haven't really released that number because it might not actually matter in context of... because your internet speed matters so much more for that. Definitely. definitely. Potentially. I think the outside of that, though, the real, for me personally, who's, who's been more of a PlayStation-centric fan up until... Really, I've played the other consoles. I've owned the other consoles. But in terms of my reckoning for all this stuff on paper, it's all great to be touting the best. I think we've got to remember that all the developers are going to make their games for all platforms. So yes, one may be pow more powerful, but all the all the uh, developers who make games for all of them are actually going to have to hit that minimum standard anyway. And then at the end of the day, for me, it's going to boil down to exclusives. It's, it's those exclusive titles which draw the crowds in. And I think on paper, hopefully we've got Stadia coming out with some Kraken exclusive in the coming years. 
does being the most powerful really matter at the end of the day? Well, right before we started recording the podcast, I sent you an interesting comparison uh, of the Resident Evil 3 demo, which has just dropped on <laughs> PS4 and Xbox One. Um, and what we need to remember as well is you're absolutely right with what you just said, Chris, but the Resident Evil 3 demo has been optimized for PlayStation release, not for Xbox release. And the PlayStation version ran with a much smoother frame rate but again, the Xbox One current gen ran more, again, more attractive. More, like visually, it was better to, to look at. Marginally, but it was. So it really mm -hmm. depends on how games are optimized. And I think what we need to bear in mind with all of this as well is that games are, um, or when we talk about like the, the specs of consoles, that it is getting a little bit tiring talking about this console war in terms of what's better and so on because there is going to come a point where it sort of levels off where the, yeah. the changes are so minute and so fine that we are not going to be able to physically see them i'm generally of the opinion that we've already kind of hit that point at least for me personally because i think this is almost a personal decision where i only have 1080p screens so having more and more graphical power behind it isn't actually going to change my experience much smoother frame rates however would yeah load times and i do think, I think as well with the current generation the xbox on the ps4 generation i think if you go back to that in 10 years time they'll be fine to play mm. yeah. obviously it won't look as good as the games come out in, in 10 years time but i don't think it'll be so jarring like if when you go back to like playstation or even ps2 now yeah, and I think the stuff that I've seen from the new new announced consoles and how it relates back to Stadia is we've we've praised it for its load times and its lack of downloads. So when we've played when you've played Doom Tom when we all played the division earlier this week, is you go from purchasing the game, the game's on your home screen, play the game, load times minimum, bang, you're into the game straight away. The introduction of SSDs, uh, solid state drives into these new consoles is gonna reduce that. So that is almost a little flag stadia waving currently. In theory, that's going to be reduced, if not disappear, come the launch of these new well, uh, this new competition. One thing I was going to add to that point there is obviously we we know that um, now we know that the PS5 and the Xbox uh, Series X are both going to use SSDs internally, but they are very limited in space. You know, the mm, PS5 PlayStation, yeah, especially is uh, an 825 gigabyte SSD. With there, there is the possibility they are now considering like expansion slots for people to add their own SSDs to it, mm -hmm. but that's adding an additional cost on top of the console already. And realistically, you look at the size of some games at the moment, you're probably only going to get maybe like seven to ten games installed on it at any point during your play cycle. So you are going yeah. to have to be very, very picky, um, particularly for hardcore gamers, as to what you want to keep on, especially if I you play games that have updates. I think you've been quite generous there with 7 to 10, especially if games are... Because it's going to be another gen generation. The games are going to step up in quality, and that means a step up in size as well. Especially if they go to 4K. I mean, one thing that yeah. a lot of people don't fully appreciate is a 1080p video can be gigabytes in size. You move up to a 4K video, and that size increases exponentially. It doesn't double. It's not, it's not a direct translation. It doesn't double the number of pixels, mm. therefore it's double in size. There's so much more data to it that comes alongside it. So a game that moves up to 4K doesn't double yeah. in size. It, it actually grows quite dramatically in size. Right yeah. There. Um, yeah. I mean, if you took Doom as an example, that was Doom the base one is 41 gig on PlayStation, Tom. So there's a chunk of your hard drive gone without any updates or patches. That's just yeah. day one. Yeah, absolutely. But um, the last thing I want to touch on as well is, with these consoles as well, is the memory usage itself, the RAM. So <clears throat> this is another interesting comparison too. So with Stadia, we have 16 gigabytes of RAM uh, with up to 484 gigabytes per second of performance. So that's the rate that we can transfer data to and from because the closer it gets to the CPU, uh, the faster it can be processed. And RAM is where we hold most of our instructions. So that speed for transfer is important, okay? The speed of the transfer, the 484 gigabytes per second, is important because that tells us how fast we can transfer data to and from RAM. Okay? PS5, uh, 16 gigabytes of DDR6, uh, G, sorry, GDDR6 RAM, uh, 448 gigabytes per second. So that's down approximately 40 gigabytes per second compared to Stadia. Okay? 
slower transfer time. Whether it will matter or not is yet to be tested because we need to see how yeah. games utilize the space and how they utilize I memory usage. There was a big discussion about that in Mark Cerny's talk. Um, Xbox Series X, you've got 16 gigabytes, again, GDDR6. We have 10 gigabytes running at 560 gigabytes per second, which is vastly ahead. But we've got 6 gigabytes only running at 336 gigabytes per second. So that means, on average, Xbox Series X is running about 467 gigabytes per second, which puts it below Stadia. Yes, but the one thing I will say is Stadia actually probably has to compute a bit more with it being a streaming service. So some of the RAM will be taken up for that. And that is very interesting yeah. from there. Because and we you've have got to no think... idea how much. No. You've got to think about in terms of system usage as well, how all of these things are utilized too. Because we don't know what other features are going to be included in PS5, what other features are going to be included in Series X yet. We'll have to wait and see. Mm. But Coming yeah. soon. That's a bit of a rundown right there. The only other thing I would add is obviously SSD storage may be very limited on PS5 and on Xbox Series X, but we know, benefit of Stadia, we don't have to give a shit about it. <laughs> that at is all. true. No matter what happens, <laughs> internal memory is not our problem. Nope. Storage, storage is all good. It's not our problem. Nope. Even nope. in the one terabyte PlayStation 4, so occasionally you have to delete games. Absolutely. Yeah. It's nice it's to not have that on Stadia. Every single game I ever buy will just be there. Yeah, I am enjoying how, as my library grows, it's just there. Yeah. It's just accessible. Yeah. Um, I did see something this week, actually, someone mentioned on hide the games from me, I want to see, which seems to be quite good, like a little tick box. If you've got an embarrassing game, you don't want to be sat there to stare at, or a game just... you pick up as a free game you don't want to see. This goes for PlayStation and Xbox and all, and Switch as well. Just, just give me the, the ability to customize my own UI a bit. Some simple tools yeah. like setting up folders or whatever. Yeah, that's what we need. It's, it's, it's a little quality it, of life change again, isn't it? It might have been on the original firmware for the Xbox One. You could actually have it actually had a pin board where you could pin certain games to it, and it was, it was I think it was limited in size, yeah. but you could basically like a favorites list. Yeah, something like that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, any more customization. But then again, anyone who's got a Nintendo Switch out there is waiting to change the home screen from black or white. Uh, for yeah. over two years now, so Which, wouldn't hold your breath too much for that. I'm surprised cause about that because Nintendo did bring in themes for the 3DS. I don't know, probably the DS as well. But... One day, one day. Yeah. But Google and Android are the kings of organization. Many a year now, hopefully, yeah. eventually. Um, but speaking of getting there eventually, we've reached the end of the show, gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to our faces, but I did want to give one last shout out in particular to uh, some people in the Stadia community at the moment. I noticed this week over on the Facebook group, um, we had a gentleman called Craig who I noticed he bought Stadia online, not through official channels, I don't think. Uh, and he was asking about how he can get access to Stadia. And I uh, just wanted to point out how good the community is by another gentleman called Chris, who I think is one of our listeners, actually. Uh, so if you're out there, Chris, you'll know, you'll know what we're talking about, not me. This isn't just a piece about me. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, he give a quick, detailed, and polite response to the guy asking about how he gets online with Stadia. Quite detailed, told him where to go, wanted to collect uh, essentially a premiere edition. Uh, and then very, very shortly after, he was followed by uh, two buddy passes were donated to him from a guy called Jonathan and a guy called Carl. And I just want to think, showcase how generous and nice the community still are out there and people asking for genuine help so well done lads uh, you're really highlighting how good uh, and how nice this community is still growing into being uh, a few points before we do finally say goodbye to all of our faces uh, if you want to, if you do enjoy watching us talk on camera go over to youtube and check out our tomb raider definitive edition as i mentioned we're at eight now uh, part nine will go live later on this week uh, we had a blast recording it we had loads of fun uh, is there a, do we make a slogan out of it guys did we come up with a special slogan at the end I don't of the think episode? it's in this week's episode. It's not. It's not in this week's episode. But you'll have to <laughs> stay tuned to understand the gravitas of the yeah. catchphrase we coin. Um, in regards to other things, we have uh, Tom. You're currently working on the episode of Spitling Spectacular. We are. Yeah, absolutely. With another so, special guest. We have. We've got uh, 
Duncan from the studio. I'm happy to announce it now, right here, because the, the the Twitter image is going to go out tomorrow. So oh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, tomorrow so if you if you know uh, Duncan over from Reddit with the unofficial uh, the unofficial Stadia updates, um, want to escape over on there is his username and on Twitter as well. Uh, he's a writer over at Stadia Source. He's a fantastic guy, but definitely uh, doing a lot of work behind the scenes for him. We had the opportunity to sit down and play Spitlings with him, and once again had an absolute blast with it. Yeah, we really did. We really did. We we uh, killed many of those um, annoying blobs that bounce around and get us. <laughs> um, what else have we got, Jens? Podcast comes to you every Monday, uh, live on podcast platforms, now to you in video format. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you've enjoyed being able to see us. And uh, yeah, that's it from me. My name's been Chris. I've got a little bit of uh, something to throw out there very quickly. It's not beef. Oh, okay. Don't worry, it's not, okay. beef. Oh, it's not just, beef. No, no, no. It's a quick reminder that what have we got? Um, March 27th, we've got Lost Words is coming out on Stadia. Uh, April the 1st, we now have Stacks on Stacks. On Stacks. On Stacks. <laughs> on Stacks. On Stacks. Stacks Cubed. Is, uh, is coming to Stadia as well. So we've got a couple of games coming very shortly. So keep your eyes open for those guys. More information in the coming week. And I'm sure on, on Thursday as well, we will finally hear what our... Uh, April Pro Games will be. Oh, yes. And hopefully we might get some big announcements from the Google's Game Summit today, tomorrow, yesterday, mm, whenever that may be. And hopefully you'll have some reactions from us as well over on our Twitter channels, which is twitter.com forward slash sounds of Stadia. And like I said, if you like the video, subscribe down below. We'd really do appreciate bumping those numbers up because it, uh, it helps us. So we'd really appreciate that as well. And uh, yeah, I'll try one more time. <laughs> My name's been Chris. I've been Tom. I've been Richie. We've been Sounds of Stadia, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in and watching and listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.